Lord, we want to hear what you've got to say. So I pray tonight that our worship, our praise is a great offering to you. That it is putting smiles on the faces in heaven. And that we'll have a blast as the evening goes on in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it is good to see you. If you're visiting with us tonight, welcome. Great to have you here. On your way out, if you're visiting with us, when we've done, there's some white bags on the tables just around to the right. Help yourself to one of those. There's info in there about Activate Church, who we are, what we're doing, where we're going. And uh, you're most welcome to do that. You take a seat if you like. You go for it. So um, make sure you help yourself to a bag. Church, can we please welcome our guests this evening by giving them a big hand? And if you're not a guest, if you're normally here, it's great to see you as well. So why don't you give yourselves a hand? Because you are looking mighty fine this evening. It is also wonderful to have Steve McCracken with us all the way from Melbourne. And uh, he is part of the family now. And it is great to have him with us. We had a great morning with Steve. Got a great week ahead with Steve. We're going to do a bit of a trip around the, the North Island, which I'm looking forward to. That'll be a lot of fun. Who's had a birthday or anniversary this last week? I'm coming to you tonight just for something different. Birthday. Birthday, is it? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Any other birthdays? Sophia. Happy birthday, Sophia. Any other birthdays, celebrations? Oh, lots, lots of birthdays. Are there two birthdays in your house? Just one. Happy birthday. Any other birthdays, wedding anniversaries? Would there be any engagements this week? I think there would be at least one engagement this week. Fantastic. Congratulations, guys. Excellent. Anything else that I've missed? Right, let's pray God's blessing over everyone who has had a birthday or engagement or wedding anniversary. Why don't you stand up with me, eh? And let's declare the blessing, the favour of God over these ones. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you give them a big hand? Right, a couple of things you need to know about. Girls' Day Out, this is your last opportunity today to get in at the early bird price. And um, so if you want to get in at the early bird price, make sure you do it today. Some of the electives are already full, so... The longer you wait, the less choice you will get. It's going to be an outstanding day. The theme is She is Courageous. And you will be very, very encouraged. It is especially for you ladies. So please, make the most of the opportunity. Make sure you're there. I get to, I get to read the feedback every year because Jan does feedback forms and she brings them home. And um, it's just stunning. The feedback is absolutely stunning that comes in. Um, each year, so you will not be disappointed. Also, there's a men's breakfast next Saturday. 
which will be great, 7.15am on Saturday. Guys, make sure you're there. And if you're not in an Activate group, how about thinking about it? Formerly known as Life Groups, Activate Group. It's where um, you journey life together, it's where pastoral care happens, all those kind of things. You need to be in an Activate group. It's a way that you will feel like you really belong to what's happening here at Activate Church. So I encourage you to get in a group if you're not in one already. Wayne, can I send you on an errand? Do you want to take the chocolates and go directly to the back by Pastor Rex Meehan because he has two guests with him tonight from Singapore. And I think it'd be lovely to give them a big welcome all the way from Singapore. That's great. Well, why don't we jump up on our feet, carry on worshipping. Thank you, Aaron. Let's continue our worship tonight.
You give life. You give life. You give life. 
song with me, sing your heart's cry to God, that good, good Father. Cause you're a good Lord, yes I sing to you Lord. I want more of you, God. 
desire of our heart, Jesus, is to experience more of you. And your desire, Jesus, is that we experience more of the Father. What a privilege it is to simply hang in the presence of Almighty God. start to pray, whatever comes to the surface of your heart, the surface of your mind start to verbalise it to, tonight start to verbalise it put it for, before God it could be thanks, it could be a request it could be whatever it is, whatever comes to the surface, start to verbalise it though God's going to say to us tonight and it's a huge privilege for us to have Steve McCracken all the way from Melbourne and we've been journeying with Steve for a few years now and it really is a privilege to share your life with somebody and journey life with somebody and uh, we're just getting going but it's great to have Steve with us and I really believe when you invite a prophet into your house you need to Listen to everything that they say. Don't wait for thus saith the Lord or anything else. Just listen to every word they say. 
And if it really rings true in your life, say, Lord, is that a word for me? Is that a word in season for me? Because the gift of the prophet is half the time they don't even know when they're prophesying. And they will be speaking life into your situation and speaking life into who you are and speaking life into us as a church and shifting something in the spirit in the church. And sometimes they don't even realize that it really was one of the best pieces of advice I got a long time ago was make sure, Sheridan, if you've got a prophet staying in your house, he's staying in a house, that you don't discount the little conversations because God will be in them. And uh, can I say the same to you tonight? Don't discount the little comments, the little things that he says. But I want to invite Steve to come. I just was reminded of the truth that God is good and he loves to do his people good. Some of us, that's all we need to meditate on right now. God is good and he loves to do his people good. Young people, he loves to do you good. He loves to do you good. I wonder what you would say if I asked who you are. Some of us would say, oh, I'm a teenager, or I'm a young adult, or I'm a teacher, or I'm a student, or I'm a mum, or I'm a dad, or whatever it may be. But do you know the truth of what we just sung? It said you're a good, good father. That's who you are. That's who, you're a good, good father. You're not just my saviour, you're not just my Lord, but you're a good, good father. That's who you are. And I'm loved by you. That's who I am. That's not what I am. That's who I am. Your identity is that you are loved by a good, good father. The days when you feel insignificant, small or overlooked, put your head up high and say, Oh, I am loved by a good, good father. That's who I am. That's who I am. I'm loved by the God who is good. A good, good Father. And it says, you are perfect in all of your ways. Does anyone believe that? So when the prayer is not answered, do you believe that? When the sickness lingers, do you believe that? When the door that's slightly ajar and you've been praying for it open, it shuts. Do you believe that? Here's a tough one. When we pray for someone fervently for prayer, for healing, like I have several times, and then they die. And you knew they were going to be raised to life. Do you believe, A, that He's a good, good Father, and B, that He is still perfect in all of His ways? Because if we can't settle the fact that we see in part and know in part, we will live life disappointed and disillusioned and just, it will get too tough. But I want to declare over you today that we serve a good, good Father. That's who He is. That's who He is. And I'm loved by Him. That's who I am. That's who I am. When you say, I am loved, say it again, I am loved by a good, good Father. 
Now say it loud. That's who I am. That's who I am. I'll say it again. I am loved by a good, good Father. That's who I am. I just feel to pray right now in Jesus' name. We just speak into the atmosphere, the environment. Lord, we speak to every enemy that is assigned against us. We speak to every trial, every contradiction, every difficulty, every word that's been spoken. And we declare boldly together as one that we are loved by a good, good Father. That's who we are. That's who we are. We are saved, healed, delivered, set free. We are children, sons and daughters adopted by a good, good Father. That's who I am. That's who I am. I'm loved by you. I'm loved by you. I'm loved by you. tell you how precious you are it's not that you're a son why don't you take your seat Wayne if I can have that that would be wonderful buddy just stay with me brother you, you can stay you guys can sit down but I'll probably get you back up but later is that cool cool you guys are awesome thanks brother Praise God, praise God. You're doing good? Sometimes we just need to sit and be loved on by a good, good Father. <laughs> Let me tell you how significant you are, how wonderful you are. You keep on playing, brother. You got a stool. You're all good. I didn't even have a stool, nothing. No, I'm fine, fine. I... I remember my days of sitting down on a couch on this stage. Those days were far behind me. When I got off on the wrong foot, stop laughing at me, it hurts. I'm trying to be serious and all spiritual here. You're laughing in church. Let me tell you, can we just talk? Can we hang out tonight? Sometimes we get a rah-rah message and who knows what will happen with me, but... Can we just start by chatting? Can we do that? See, the significance of your life is not that you're a son or a daughter of God. That sounds like real heresy right there. It's not that the Bible doesn't say in Romans 8 that, that God by His Spirit made you a son or a daughter. It says you have been adopted into sonship. And you must say, what's the difference? Oh, I, I pray you just hear this little bit that I just feel prompted to drop in your spirit. You can have two people, a man and a woman, and they can come together and they can not have planned kids, not have wanted kids, and they can accidentally get pregnant. You know what I mean, accidentally get pregnant. That was unplanned. And maybe the child comes into the world and the child can be rejected because it was never planned. It was never wanted. And sometimes we can think that we are sons and daughters of God. It's like God had to take us, that God had to love us. Well, it doesn't say that. It's, although you can accidentally get pregnant you cannot accidentally adopt 
Well, you can, it can just have happened and they have to have the child. Oh, when you've got so much love in your heart and you want to go out and say, I want to bring, I choose to bring someone into my family so that I can love on them. This is the language that God uses for you and for me. He does not have to love you. He does not have to bring you as a son or daughter. He says, I choose to bring you in. Is that good? Is that just me or is that good? Adopted into sonship is greater than sonship. Hmm. I choose to bring you into my family for the purpose of lavishing love on you. I want you to feel loved, valued, accepted. Your identity is God chose you. Is that good? We got a good, good father. And before I get into the main thing I want to share today, uh, let me bring out just a couple more lines from the songs we sing. Isn't it important to think about what we sing? There really are great forms of theology when songs are written well and all the songs that you guys are singing are written well. But remember we sang this line, it's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise. Does anyone remember singing that? Again, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and says, look at the order. We think about, oh, that we come and praise God. We come and praise God. Like we, we come in and bring in our praise, initiating our praise. You, own, you know the only reason that we can praise God is because it's His breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise. The only reason we praise Him is because His breath is in us. His Spirit is in us. Praise even gets initiated by the God that fills us. I want to remind us today, people, friends, that any response that we have is because He's a good Father and His Spirit is in us. We sang, set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. Anyone saying that? Again, look at where the line starts. God, would you set the fire? I just want you to see in these lyrics how much of all that we need, all that we want, all that we ask for starts an acknowledgement of who He is. Please, if you get nothing else from me tonight, get that. You're a good, good Father. That's who you are. And I'm loved by you. Why? Because you're a good, good Father. Oh God, would... You set, uh, set a fire. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. We're saying, I, I want more of you. I want more of you, God, but only because you're going to set a fire down in my soul. I pour out my praise because it's your breath in my lungs. I want to say to you that the greatest thing that we need in life is a deeper relationship with God. Can I bring it down real simple? You got lots going on in your world. I got lots going on in my world. But before I came, I felt, Father, speak to me a few things. And I want to just mention three real quickly. And then I'm going to get into the Word. And it's this, God says, keep the main thing, the main thing. You want to have a blessed year? You want to have a good year in school? Keep the main thing, the main thing. Anyone know what the main thing is? It's your relationship with God. Nothing else can take the place of your relationship with God. Nothing that we can do good, 
nothing that we can try hard to achieve, a changed life, none of that compares to a deepening relationship with God. And I beg you this year, keep the main thing the main thing. It's your relationship with God. Enjoying walking with God, listening to God, talking with God, communing with God. Go for a walk. Let Him love on you. Respond to Him. Make it the priority of your life. Keep the main thing the main thing. And then from that, keep God's agenda your agenda. When you go through your day, let's keep in step with the Spirit. Galatians 5.25, those who live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let's not run ahead of God. Let's not lag behind God. But let's walk with our good, good Father. In all your ways, acknowledge me, says God, I want to direct your paths. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our paths. God Almighty says, let's keep the main thing, the main thing, our relationship. And from that, how about I speak into your calling and speak into your moment by moment? And then the third thing is this, the centrality of prayer, the centrality of prayer. Prayer has got to be central. We will not keep the main thing, the main thing, and nor will we keep God's agenda, our agenda, unless we're people of prayer. And prayer is not something that we have to do, it's something that we get to do. Sometimes we approach prayer like, I need to pray. No, you get to pray. What is prayer? It's listening to and responding to in a conversation with God Almighty, who is perfectly good and wonderful. And we think we have to. Think about the person that you respect most in the world, your idol, your hero, your whatever, the person that if you thought, if you could ever have five minutes just meeting that person, for me, someone like a Billy Graham, if I could have five minutes sitting and talking to Billy Graham, I think, man, wow, how awesome would that be? Maybe you're thinking about a sports person or a music person or a preacher or whoever it may be, you think, man, if I ever got to say hello to them, that would be awesome. We get to walk and talk 24-7 with the good, good Father who says, I want to walk with you. And we think we have to. Can I give you a revelation? You don't need to pray anymore. I'm just messing up all your theology. So Pastor Sheridan, Jen, you can fix it up next week. Look at me. You don't need to pray anymore. Some of you live your whole life, man, I need to pray more. I need to pray more. I need to pray more. And therein is in part why you don't pray as much as you think you should because you think it's something you need to do more. What would happen if over the next few weeks you got up every morning and you said, I get to talk to the God of all creation. And you said, good morning, Father. I'd love to do today with you. I'd love you to go with me. I'd love you to speak to me. I'd love you to empower me. I'd love your peace to just be like a blanket on me. How's that sound? Does that sound good? Does it sound better than much? God, I love to walk in your joy, in your presence is fullness of joy. So can we go to school together, God? And during the day, I'd just like to talk to you and I'd love to hear from you. Anything you want to say, I want to listen. I'm going to go through my day listening. I think one of the greatest needs in the body of Christ, which is again something we get to do, is listen to God. 
Sometimes we talk to Him more than we listen to Him. You know the best prayers, the prayers that are most likely to be answered are the prayers that God initiated, not you. I'm just saying. Because sometimes I can pray from selfish motives. Is that just me or is that any other spiritual people here? But Jesus said, not my will, but yours be done. So if we are in a constant place of getting up and God, I just want to do today with you and I want to listen to you. And we're listening to the voice of God. We're reading His Word because God so often speaks from His Word. And then He whispers and He drops someone's name. He highlights someone in the schoolyard to you and that you can see that they're lonely and you just feel God's love and you pray for them or you go and say something nice to them. How many people know that God's probably going to do something because He was the one that prompted us to do it in the first place what would happen if our prayers were birthed and initiated by God and I just want to encourage us we get to pray and God invites us to pray more this week and this month and this year does anyone want to receive that invitation here's the thing about an invitation you get an invitation to a party an invitation to whatever you can have it you can receive it but that doesn't mean you you have a choice now, right? There's an invitation from God for every person in this room. What date are we today? February. Okay, almost the end of February. How about from now to the end of March? Can we give ourselves five weeks? We say, God, I want to accept the invitation to listen to you more and talk to you more because you're a good, good father. I'd just like to do that. I'd just like to get to know you a bit more. I'd like to hear you a bit more. Can we go on a journey? Can we do every day together? Does anyone want that? Why don't we just pray into that? If, if that's you, I wonder if you just stand with me right now. Maybe we could all just stand and we just, we would just say, God, we want to thank you that you've given an invitation. <laughs> you have mail. God, thank you that there's an invitation from a good, good father because that's who you are. And I'm loved by you. That's who I am. So Lord, I want prayer, this listening and receiving and responding to be central in my life. Father, would you prompt me? I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. Why don't you go home and write, listen to God and talk to God and put on your mirror. So every morning when you get up, you you can just start. Just like your friends, when you catch and say, hey, how you doing? You can get up in the morning, God, good morning. Father, I want to do today with you. I want to hang out. I want to enjoy being with you. Or would you turn my prayer life into a delight rather than a duty, oh God. Let it be even it says about the man who meditates on your word day and night in Psalm 1, that his delight is in the law. I wonder if his delight is in the word because he sees that he has privilege to have an invitation from God to be a man that gets to read God's Word and know God's heart and find out what God is like. And so, Lord, we just say we accept your invitation for a deeper relationship. And this year, we commit to keeping the main thing the main thing. Hey, if that's God speaking to you and you just think everything I'm saying sounds lovely and you want to go, on this journey with God on a whole new level this year, why don't out of your mouth you say, God, I want to keep the main thing the main thing. Why don't you say that out loud? God, I want to keep the main thing the main thing. I want our relationship to go deeper. Why don't you say that? I want our relationship to go deeper, God. 
And God, from that, God, I want to keep your agenda my agenda. I want to say what you want me to say. I want to think what you want me to think, Lord. I want to love how you want me to love. When there's people hurting and broken, oh God, and people are just um, heaping you know, negativity on them, Lord, I want to shine your light. I want to be the light in the darkness. I want to be the one that people see my good works and glorify the good, good Father who is in heaven. Let my life be lived for the glory of God. If that's your prayer, why don't you verbalize that? God, I want my life to be lived for the glory of God. I want you to be glorified by my life. I want people to see the goodness of God when they see the goodness of my life as you fill me and flow through me. May we be selfless, giving Christians who are so in love with the God that loves us. that people's lives are changed forever. Thank you, Almighty God. Thank you, Almighty God. Thank you, Almighty God. Why don't we just stand in the presence of God for a moment. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. If you're hungry, God says, I respond. Why don't you reach out? Holy Spirit, speak to us, Lord. Holy Spirit, sweep across this place right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You're wonderful. You're a good, good Father. That's who you are. That's who you are. And I'm loved by you. That's who I am. Lord, we thank you that you are perfect in all of your ways. And Lord, as we go to your word for a few moments here together, I pray, Holy Spirit of the living God, that you will help us to have a deeper revelation and a stronger anchor in the truth that you are perfect in all of your ways. Open up your spirits right now. Open up your hearts right now. I speak into you. God is perfect in all of His ways. But Steve, you'd, God is perfect in all of His ways. He's perfect and He's good. There's some things I can't give you an answer on. But God is good. And God is perfect. And God is not finished yet. God has not finished yet. Philippians 1, 6, He who started a good work, He is faithful, He is faithful, He is faithful, and He will bring it to completion. We praise you in advance for the good things that you're doing in our lives. Father, for our loved ones right now, for our loved ones right now that do not know You, we thank You that You're working in their lives. 
Come on, just join with me for prayer and for a few minutes here. Are there people in your lives that you love that are not walking with God or maybe they're drifted from God and you're thinking, oh, nothing's going on. I want to tell you that with God, nothing, Him doing nothing is impossible. God is always doing something and He might be doing something that we do not see. And right now, God, we pray that You will touch those that we love. Lord, You'll bring revelation truth to those that are far off. We call the prodigals home. We call the one struggling, Lord. We pray for a revelation of the goodness, the kindness of God that leads people to repentance. God, we place them in your hands. Some of us need to do that right now. Some of us are so torn up trying to change those that we love that the Holy Spirit says, would you place them in the hands of a good, good Father? And Lord, we place that son, that daughter, that brother, that sister, that mother, that father, that cousin. Lord, we place that boss. Lord, we place that employee. We place that friend. Lord, we even place those enemies in the hands of a good, good father. And we ask God for revelation of the goodness of God. They don't need a revelation of the judgment of God. They need a revelation of the goodness of God. Jesus said, I do not come to condemn the world, but to save the world and to restore relationship with my good good father Jesus wants people in relationship and God we say that's our prayer may those that are far off come near oh God and respond to the goodness Lord we agree together by faith let something shift this year that this be a year where there's an avalanche a snowball effect of God of people getting saved, or people that have heard the Word for years. And the Bible talks about an appointed time. It talks about suddenly. It talks about at once, at the stirring of the waters. And we cry out in the Spirit, Lord, let there be a stirring of the waters of salvation in our families' lives, in our friends' lives, in Hamilton, Lord, in New Zealand, and around the nations of the world. Lord, we stand in the gap. We reach up to heaven. We reach down to earth and say, God, let us be the connection. Let us be the ones who sow and light our lives, testify of your goodness. But Lord, we leave the prompting to you. We let the leading to you. We leave the revelation to you. Holy Spirit, if you can reveal The Lord Jesus Christ to Saul on the road to Damascus, you can bring revelation to our loved ones. It just takes one moment, God, and we're crying out for that one moment. Come on, if you know people right now, why don't you ask God, God, bring a moment of revelation, a moment of revelation, a moment of revelation. It takes one moment, one moment, one moment. Lord, we agree together by faith. For the sons, the daughters, the prodigals. Praise the name of Jesus. See, we're not just praying for the sake of praying. You say, you're meant to be preaching. No, I'm a prophet. I'm here to bring what's on God's heart. And sometimes there's something shifts in the spirit realm when we greet together and we just prophesy salvation and revelation. I believe there's going to be a spiritual shift after tonight does anyone receive that your expectation I'm not just praying I'm not just hoping 
I'm prophesying, you're prophesying, you're prophesying, you're prophesying. Stir it up, man and woman of God, right now, start to prophesy to the people that are not saved. Start to prophesy health and life and strength. Start to prophesy provision. Start to prophesy open doors and revelation. Start to prophesy momentum. Some of us need some momentum. It's like we start and stall, start and stall, start and stall. And right now I speak into your life and I pray for our Holy Ghost momentum right now. In Jesus' Name, let something shift. Let something shift. God, I just believed in this place tonight that you just really need to do something supernatural. I thought we are going to do this at the end, but He's doing it now, so let's just let Him do it, hey? Because it's not about hearing a message about God doing something supernatural. How many people have heard a few messages in your life? How many of us have heard a few messages that if we're honest, we might have done little about? Don't put up your hand. We just need God to do something in a moment. God to do something in a moment. I want to encourage you. Along with writing, I want to listen to you, Lord, and I want to speak to you, Lord, and put it on your mirror. If there's people that you love dearly, situations that you've been praying for for a while, off and on, and you just think, man, something needs to happen, and you've been trying and nothing's happening, why don't you get the names? Why don't you get the situation? Put it on your mirror each day when you clean your teeth, each day when you're coming out of the shower, whatever it may be, just even in a, in a matter of 30 seconds, just say, God, would you do the supernatural in their lives? God, would you bring revelation? Would you bring healing? What could happen by the end of March if the dozens of people in this room accepted God's invitation? Do you know that this church could double this year if we receive God's invitation for deeper relationship. I'm feeling very, very much the voice of God right now. Sometimes, while you're in the presence of God, feel free to be seated. You've got a seat, you're good. Sometimes you can stand, you can sit. Sometimes we're waiting for the church to do what God says, I've given you the privilege of doing. Sometimes we think we just need to be able to bring them to church so someone filled with the Spirit of God can have an impact on their lives. Is anyone here born again? Anyone here born again? You've accepted Jesus Christ. That means you no longer live, but He lives in you then when you go into your place where you live, where you work, where you play, then you carry as much of the Holy Spirit as these people or me. And sometimes we got to raise our expectation that God through me, we can see something shift and change. You see someone hurting. Smile. It's, I mean, it's huge. Invite someone else, can, can I buy you a coffee? Can the kindness of God leads people to repentance. And right now in this moment, I feel that the kindness of God is most clearly seen in the people of God. We should be the people in the supermarket line to come through the checkout that are the kindest and the nicest. We're the ones going 
through the drive-through in Macus or going to the petrol station, who the kindness of God is evident. In your workplace, we're praying and crying, God, would you bring an answer? Would you bring a shift? Would you bring a change? And I want to declare over your life that you are the change. You are the gift of God in that environment. If you're filled with the Spirit of God, they don't need Pastor Sheridan. They don't need me. They need you. They need to see your light shine so they can see your good works and glorify your Father. Not His Father. Not your Father. Who happens to be our Father. And glorify God who is in heaven. Those that have heard me speak a few times know that I'm not about putting burdens on people, right Sarah? Part of the call upon my life is to, by the grace of God, to lift burdens off people. So don't get any burden from one saying, I'm giving you the invitation from God that says, you know, the things that concern you, the things that you've been stirred about, the things that you've been upset about, the broken relationships. How about you and I together this year see the change? God says, would you like to do that? Would you like to be partner with me in that? Does anyone say yes? You go, but I'm just me. Yeah. I am loved, that's who I am. That's who I am. If you say, but I'm struggling to, (laughs) I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I could shine. I don't know if, if, I don't know if I can. Do you know the, the way to move forward on that? It's not to try. It's to get in the presence of God more and more and more and receive His love. Freely you receive, now freely give. Oh, when it just flows in and flows out, flows in and flows out. It's not that I'm not an eloquent speaker. I'm not someone who's overly confident. I just know how much loved, how loved I am. And I can be on a plane or anywhere and people talk. I don't talk about Christianity or religion. I just talk about this relationship with God who created me for relationship, how much He loves me. And this is what it's all about. I feel loved. So I want to tell someone about it. I pray you hear the invitation of God. Number one, keep the main thing the main thing. What is it? Is it all this seeing the world change and all that? It's not actually. It's your relationship with God. And there's an invitation. But then... When the main thing this year remains the main thing, we will keep God's priority, our priority. This is what God says. It's my will that none should perish. You're the answer. In your work, you're the answer. In your school, you're the answer. You're the answer. You're the answer. The hope of the world lives in you. You're the answer. The Bible says, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that lies in you. Which says to me, if people, if we are going to give an answer, that they're asking a question. You don't give an answer if no one's asking a question. Is that true? An answer comes after what? 
a question. It says, be ready to give an answer. What's it saying? You don't have to go, okay, who can I get today? Who can I, who can I bash with the Bible? Today? No, don't do that. Live in this relationship with God where you get to the point where you just love walking with God and it bubbles over and so you start to feel His heart and His kindness just overflows from you. His goodness overflows and someone will say to you one day, why are you so different from everybody else? And be ready to give an answer. And it's not because I'm a really nice person. It's because... I've got this relationship with God who created me and He just loves me so much and I just want to share that love with other people. doesn't have to be religious, does it? But you've got to have an answer for the hope. For the hope. How many people think people in this world need a bit of hope? How many people, put your hands up if you work, if you've got a job and place of employment. Is there anyone in your place of employment that needs a little bit of hope? So how are they going to get that? Are they going to get it from the other unsaved people? Are they going to get it from flicking on the news at night? Are they going to get it from hearing of another terrorist attack or a foiled terrorist plot? Are they going to hear it when they heard about another murder, another rape? Where are they going to hear and get this hope if it's not from the people of God who work with them 40, 50 hours a week. And why do we think that the God of hope resides in this building for an hour or two on Sunday more than He does in your place of work for 40 hours a week? Why do we believe the lie that says, these people can because I can't? You're the light of the world. Some of us need to know that Scripture Matthew is saying that Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus said to you, you're the light of the world. I'm the capital L light, says Jesus. You're the small L lights of the world. You're the light of the world. You're the light of the world. You're the light of the world. If you've got the Spirit of God in you, you're the light of the world. Let me speak it into you. You're the light of the world. When you walk into your workplace, you're the light of that world. And it talks, no one lights a lamp and then puts something over and covers it up. No, it gives light to everyone's in the house, everyone in your work, everyone in your family. You might say, but they don't like Christians. They reject Christians. How about we keep on being filled with God and let God flow through us in a non-religious way. And we don't know when that tipping point will come when they say, you're not like the others that I used to know. People in your work need an encounter with a Christian that's not like some that they've met before. Filled, flow out. Filled, flow out. Filled and flow out. Filled and flow out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just take a moment to pray because right now I have no idea what to do. But that's okay. I haven't gotten in my notes. 
But there's something about responding to an invitation from God rather than getting through an agenda. Maybe, just maybe, God is the God of the detours as much as He is the God of the freeways. How many times did Jesus, when He was going to a certain place and He had an agenda, and on the way He stopped at a well, or on the way a man up a tree caught His attention, or on the way someone called out and even the people of God said be quiet be quiet be quiet and he says no 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 can I say that the journey is the destination with God if we are too destination focused I need to get through my notes I need to preach what God laid on my heart then we will miss what God's doing on the journey Let's hold on tightly to God and lightly to our plans. Pastors, leaders in this church, let's hold on tightly to God and lightly to your plans and your agenda. You want to get to the end of your day still in peace? Hold lightly to your plans. Anyone? Anyone's plans ever changed during the day and just floored you? Just, just like, is God a good, good father in the chaos as well as when the plans work out. You're perfect in all of your ways. Was the woman at the well an added bonus on the detour of God's intention or was the woman at the well God's intention? I just praying and really believing that tonight I, I, I thought I was going to get through all this stuff and it's so cool and then at the end we were spending some time on praying and I said God just do something supernatural but all I feel God's agenda is now is that I've just deposited a little bit of the heart of a good good father I pray that you pick that up tonight a good good father a good good father it was perfect in all of His ways. In all of His ways. I feel by the Holy Spirit just prompted right now, as you go through life, don't allow evidence to become evidence to you. Don't allow the facts and the things you see become evidence that God's not doing something. When you go through a difficulty, it is not a sign that God has left you. When you pray and the prayer is not answered the way we thought it would, it's not a sign that we've got it wrong. I want to speak a word of freedom over your life. Some of us have wrongly concluded something based on facts that we've seen. Not everything is as it appears. That setback, that delay, that doctor's report, it's not evidence that God's not a good, good Father. It might be evidence that we need a miracle, huh? We need a breakthrough. 
But if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, I pray that he'll give life to your physical body and we will be ones that hold on to a good, good God. Don't see certain things and allow fear to make it even bigger than it is in your life. How many people know Psalm 23? Brother started saying the first couple lines before, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. I shall not be in want because the Lord's my shepherd. He leads me beside quiet waters. He's a good God. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. Then it says, As yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I want to encourage you that when I'm talking about don't allow something to become something that is not based on the evidence. It says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's not even the valley of death. It's a shadow. What's a shadow? When you stand there and your shadow's there, it's like a form of you. It, it takes a form of you, but how much power is in that shadow? We walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And sometimes the enemy wants you to believe that you're walking through the valley of death, that this thing cannot work out, this thing will not work out. I want to tell you, don't allow the reality to take it to a, to a, this is the valley of death when it may be just a shadow because God Almighty is with you. God Almighty is with you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit. This is what I feel God just tell me to do now. I want to invite the worship team back. We can come back now, the worship team, wherever they are, calling, calling. Wonderful. Can we go to that good, good father song? Can we stand? I think this is what God's saying to me right now. I could get, we could go and say other things, but God's just been downloading his heart tonight. Has anyone found God's heart here tonight? See, sometimes again, we want to, okay, this is great, but what do I go away and do with it? Can we just pause and get back from the work-based Christianity? Can we do that for a moment and, get, and just acknowledge He's a good, good Father and I'm loved by Him, that's who I am? If you want to take away from this message, put some notes on your mirror and get up every morning and enjoy the day with God. How does that sound? You want a prophecy from me? There you go, you got it. Get up in the morning and enjoy your day with God. How does that sound? Does that sound alright? It's better than a to-do list and me sending you to 15 different countries by the time you're tomorrow. Sometimes the greatest prophetic moment is when we just have a revelation of the good, good Father. That changes everything. Can I say that I need it more? Pastor Sheridan, I need that more. I need more revelation every day. 
of this good, good Father. And tomorrow, guess what? I'll need more revelation of this good, good Father. And guess what? Next week, and when I, if I go to the doctors, if the children are struggling, or I'm feeling anxious, or my mind is going, I just need to step into the presence of a good, good Father. Come on, let's stand together. I just feel if you want to do this, you can stay where you are if you want. But if not, I want to encourage you. This is delightful seeing you guys out here and just coming forward. I wonder if we can just come forward and together as a family. Can we do that? Come forward as a family and just stand in the presence of a good, good Father. And guys, just lean into this, okay? Lean into this. Take us there. Come on. Come on down, guys. Let's just gather together. Yes, Lord. The tender whispers of love in the tender Just you and God. At your place to
Father, we enter this week choosing to come into agreement with who you say we are. I am not what I did. I am not what they said. But I am loved by you. That's who I am. I thank you that I'm accepted. I thank you that I'm valued and I'm loved. That I'm cherished. I thank you, God, that you lavish love on your children. Thank you that you're faithful in your covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who seek you. I thank you, God, that you're faithful perform the truth of the Scripture that we pray as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Thank you for the truth and we come into agreement with the truth of your Word that says, by your stripes, I am healed. Thank you for the truth of your Word and we come into agreement with the fact that you have a plan and a purpose for our life. And it's not to harm us, but it's to prosper us, it's to give us hope and a future. I prophesy over your life right now, you have a hope and you have a future. You have a future. Someone in this building right now, you felt like it's almost like it's over. It's over. I speak it to your spirit. It is not over. God Almighty has called you to have a hope and a future. And I speak life to you right now in Jesus' Name. I speak life. I speak life, life, life. Let your goodness be on your people. Let your goodness be on your people. presence of God I just felt the Holy Spirit prompt me while you're standing let me just read you two just a couple verses just that we just bring it down just a touch in Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 2 and 3 it says these words enlarge the place of your tent Stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Get ready for enlargement, get ready for expansion. For you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants, that which comes from you, will actually dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. That what comes from you will affect nations and cities. But now let me tell you who that was spoken to. I want you to receive this into your spirit. You might say, that's not me, that's not me. 
This is what it says in verse 1. I've spoken to someone at the time, but it's to you today. Listen to the Word of the Lord. We just read about enlarging and stretching and lengthening and strengthening and your descendants will actually affect nations and cities. Listen to who has spoken to. Verse 1. Sing, barren woman. You who never bore a child. Come on, burst into song and shout for joy. You who were never in labour, because more are the, the children of the desolate woman, the one who got told you will not have children, more are your children than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. So now enlarge the place of your tents. Now stretch your curtains wide. Now lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. And God would say to some of you in this place today, they feel that you're in a place of barrenness. I prophesy into your spirit that barrenness is reversible to our good God. And for some of you as dreams, for some of you as physical, you have not been able to conceive. For some of you, there's an area of your life that has just been barrenness. And while we're in the presence of God, if you say, God, I just need you to touch the barrenness and bring fruitfulness every eyes closed, why don't you lift up your hands to God? It might be in any area, your health, your emotions. Oh, it might be your physical womb. I don't know what it is, but you're saying God has been barren for too long. And right now across this auditorium, I speak fruitfulness in Jesus' Name. Lord, I prophesy conception in Jesus' Name. Father, let life come to that which was dead. Where there was hopelessness, add the hope and bring much hope. I speak to you that your God is perfect in all of His ways. And He's still working. And I believe by my word of faith, prophetically, that God's intention is to bring fruitfulness where there's barrenness. Be your part. Your part. Everyone say my part. Is to sing, barren woman. Is to sing, barren man. It's to sing. Is to burst in a song and shout for joy. When? Oh, before, before you see the fruit, before you see the evidence. God says, praise and prepare now. Praise and prepare now. Sing, barren one, because oh, they're coming, so get ready. Start to stretch out. Start to get the baby's room ready. Start to buy the new pair of shoes. Start to prepare now and praise now, because what comes from your life can affect nations and cities. And so God, we thank you for your word that is truth. It's Isaiah 54, 1, 2, and 3. And I want to encourage you to go home and think upon that and meditate on that. But Lord, we choose to praise you in advance. And Lord, we're going to believe again. The word of the Lord to summon you in this place is believe again. Believe again. Believe again. Believe again. Believe again. Believe again. Father, as we respond and step towards you, Say, God, we trust you. 
would you do the supernatural and the impossible? And above all else, Lord, we come back full circle and say, Lord, we choose to keep the main thing, the main thing. We want to get up in the morning. We want to listen to you, talk to you, and do our day with you. And all the people that are anticipating a good week said, Amen. Don't underestimate what God's doing tonight. If you felt God speaking into you, allow it. Allow it to take root. Literally to conceive something in your spirit that will bring forth much fruit. This week is going to be a good week. Amen. I want to encourage you out there. I think there's some resources. I want you to grab them. People, if you're married, please, there's an awesome marriage journey. Uh, the Bulletproof Your Marriage out there. Please get that. There's some, if you want to grow in the prophetic, there's a USB key with 13 audio sessions on growing in the prophetic. Everything to do with the prophetic, which will empower you. That would be great for you. There's some other things. My daily devotion, believing in you. One year's devotion that just encourages you on your journey with God. Young people. Hit mum and dad up, 15 bucks, 70 bucks, I don't know what it is, but grab it. Um, get into that every day, that will do you good. And if you want to just get something from me every day into your email or Facebook or Twitter, whatever it may be, whatever it is you use, every day God told me to feed people every day for the rest of my life. And so we've been doing it almost eight years now every day, and it's just out of the overflow of my God time, just something that's just going to come into your inbox early in the morning that's just going to, I just pray, just empower you on your day. And that's free. Just go to believing in you, believinginyou.com.au. Sign up for that. God bless you guys. Thanks for having me again. Looking forward to doing Activate Churches this week. But for you guys, God bless you. Have a blessed week. And I remind you of those that were here this morning, which is probably most of you. Choose wisely what you come into agreement with. Step back. God, what are you saying? That's what I choose to come into agreement with. God bless you guys. Thank you, Steve. How about giving a big hand, eh? Thank you for all you've imparted to us today. It's been a good day in God's house. A very good day. Well, as we conclude tonight, we're going to receive an offering to bless Steve, Steve's ministry, his faith-based ministry. And uh, we want to bless Steve for his time here in Hamilton in New Zealand. And so if the host team could ready yourselves for that, please, would be fantastic. While you're getting ready, can I remind you to please, ladies, please get registered for Girls' Day Out, your last chance tonight for the early bird. Guys, there's a men's breakfast next Saturday morning, 7.15. Love to see you there. It's going to be a good time. Thanks, team. If you could receive that offering now, it'd be great.
great. Can I remind you, if this is your church home, to be purposed in your giving either with AP or direct credits or out the doors to the left at the giving stations, whichever way works for you. But it's the only way we bless our city, we bless our nation, is from your generosity. It's how we do what we do. So please remember to be purposed in your giving. Father, I thank you for every person in your church. I thank you for a generous church, Lord. And I pray your blessing on every giver in Jesus' name. Father, I also thank you that you've spoken to us today. And I thank you that we've been able to gather in your presence, be charged, be recharged. And now as we go into the week, little L light, I ask that wherever, whenever, you'll help us be like Jesus. Lord, that we would be bold, we'd be full of courage, we would live with purpose, we would be kingdom focused. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a fantastic week. We'll see you along the way. Do you guys want to sing something to finish? It'll be fun. Yeah, do it. Well, why don't we end with a, a party? That's always a good time. So everyone can stand. Let's, yeah, sing again.
Have a mean week.